Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Colleen Fahey, who is Chief Strategy Officer of Verve Life. Today we will discuss Rimba Latino Promotional Music Store. Colleen's areas of expertise are promotional marketing, promotions for children's products, retail communications, children and food, culture shock and reverse culture shock, as well as digital music marketing. Her background in developing and driving promotional and retail communication strategies includes leading the McDonald's Happy Meal from a promotion to a full-time menu item. Prior to her current position, Colleen held a dual role as Director of Strategic Planning for Publicist Dialogue in Seattle and Network Director through the Line Expert for Nestle's Global Team as part of Publicist Group in Paris. As Executive Vice President and Executive Creative Director Frankel, she worked with Frito-Lay, McDonald's, Nestle, Purina Latin America, Target Stores, United Airlines, the United Postal Service, and Visa. Colleen, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. This is a really interesting topic, I think, for a lot of people because music is such a powerful tool, and of course it is such a powerful tool among emerging markets. So that is true. Before we get started with the music store, tell us a little bit about Verve Life. What is Verve Life? Well, Verve Life is a technology-driven music marketing agency. Basically, we look at the world of brands and we connect it to the world of music. Um, we look at the whole world of marketing through a music lens so we can make music work for marketers. We bring um, ideas and programs that help sell products, increase sales, and help customers engage more deeply with products. So we create d- download sites. We create beautiful websites. We create relationships between artists and brands, um, and we measure ourselves by demonstrable sales results based on music rewards and music uh, engagement. How do you do that exactly? Is there research that you conduct to look at the audience's taste? or How do you go about doing that? Often what we're doing is actually creating a, a site or a, an experience specifically for a target audience. Say it might be moms and kids on behalf of Quaker Oats. And um, what we'll do is not just choose music, but actually create a special music experience. Like if it's for after school, you might actually say, do you want to focus after school? Do you want to explore and research? Do you want to go out and play? Do you want to rock out? And then the kid can choose, and they get served up a particular selection of music, of course, all clean um, and curated for children. And then they can start moving dials and knobs that say, are they going to be outside or inside? Do they need to work fast or do they need to focus and work slowly? And every choice they make changes the music that gets served up to them. And, of course, what we're measuring ourselves on mostly is whether it generates sales at retail later for the brand. Um, And, of course, we have a music director who is always, we have a music team, actually, but they are always out in in the uh, world of music, going to the conferences, meeting with management, meeting with labels, meeting with artists. We have artists who come to our offices 
almost bi-weekly to perform little mini concerts so we can hear not only their music but their personalities and try to imagine who they might match up with. So we're deeply engaged in the world of music. Also the entertainment side, the festival side, we have clients who, for instance, Live Nation is our client. So we are, we, and we have a, a library of millions and millions of songs that um, allow us to to type music into a lot of um, digital music providers so we get to see the cutting edge of the music industry. For instance, one of our clients is Rockbot, which is a digital music um, jukebox that you play on your phone. And um, it's a very early technology that just won the Microsoft Accelerator Award at South by Southwest, over 400 other technologies. Um, and uh, that is just one of many advanced music technologies that we're involved in. So we're involved with the artists, the labels, the promoters, the technologies. We're just deeply immersed in music. Is there, in, for your purposes, a distinction between acculturated and unacculturated Latinos. Actually, let me back up. Your focus right now is specifically on the Hispanic market, or are you overall? Yes, no, this, we're we're um, focused on the overall market, but of course, such an important part of the market is the Latino audience, and more clients are coming to us for programs for Latino um, uh, consumers. And what's great about it is that there's so much music for Latinos. That because there's 22 countries and gorgeous music pouring out in many different styles, and um, then there's crossover artists too, and even even acculturated Hispanics are by bi- are bicultural, and the the love of the music that comes out of their country and sometimes their oh their state um, is is huge in their lives and. What we're trying to do is make it easy for brands to tap into that love of music to help sell their products and engage their consumers. When you look at, let's just take a quick look at a mainstream market, just so just the general market. When you're looking at a project, when you're looking at a client, what is your point of departure? Are you first looking at ethnicity? Are you looking at an overall profile? How do you get started? You know, a marketer will try to just look at the most important things that a consumer, that that is important to the consumer. So if, you know, it's, it's very context-driven. In, um, in Latino audiences, there's always the, interesting question of how do they project their identities um, but um, do they because it, it can be different in in front of their bosses than in front of their friends um, and we like to be able to meet both sides of their um, of this very important and complex identity that can um, that manifests itself but can I go back to telling a little bit about rimba Latino because uh, this is something that we introduced to make marketing to Latinos very easy for brands. Um, we launched it August to 2010. Sorry, we we launched it on August um, to 2011, and it's 
to reward their Latino audiences with culturally relevant and very delightful music. It's super simple and quick for for a brand. What we've done is we've amassed a collection of 170,000 songs, uh, and they're all in a promotional storefront that's ready for a brand to make their own, and they can have a promotional um, experience up and running in a week or two weeks' time. Uh, then they can offer codes to their customers. The customers can enter the codes and get uh, streaming radio, like hours of streaming radio or downloads. Um, and it's from countries all over Latin America. So you don't have to worry if you have uh, a Mexican um, consumer base that's in California and Texas, and but you still have to have something for your, you know, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans in New York, it's, it's very comprehensive and inclusive. Um, so it allows brands to speak with that broad swath of Latino consumers. We sometimes see brands get stuck if they are trying to just tie in with one artist, for instance. They can uh, alienate some of their Latino consumers uh, and take care of others. Um, so that's one of the reasons that we put together this store that represents, you know, 22 countries and a lot of Latino artists here in the United States, too. Let's go back to the purpose of the music. If you would bear with us, I know this is your bread and butter every day, but for a lot yeah. of listeners, they're still trying to understand what the concept is and how it works Basically, if I understand correctly, you are, as of August of 2011, offering for sale music that is specifically targeted for the U.S. Hispanic audience. Is that right? Yes. Yes, thanks for the question. I may have gone, I may have jumped over the basic explanation. Brand marketers often need to use um, rewards for consumers like coupons or premiums and that kind of thing. In this case, we're allowing brands to use musical downloads or musical streams as a reward or incentive for consumers to buy their product. So this is a promotional music store, Rimba Latino, and it has um, it allows brands to put their name, their icons, their colors on our store, and it becomes immediately becomes their store. And then they can offer, you know, all these songs by Mana and Shakira and Romeo, Juanes and Drake, everybody that you would want to offer, plus a lot of classics too. Um, and um, there's bilingual navigation, so consumers can choose to interact in either English or Spanish. And we have put together also some streaming radio stations if your consumers want to Party, if that's part of your brand, then you can offer party music or you could offer family time music or you could offer quiet, calm, cool music or we could design you a station specifically. Um, And these stations or these downloads would be uh, available by codes that would be on your product or offered at your restaurant or um, available via a QR code in store, that kind of thing. Does that help? Does that explain things? Absolutely. Oh, perfect. I'm glad. 
let's go yes, into a little have bit. Been very immersed in this. <laughs> so let's tell us a little bit more about how that would work specifically. Say, for example, a model client, a an average client, if you will, that mm-hmm. you would have, would come to you and say, Colleen, we are launching a nationwide promotion for X retail product, and we mm-hmm. would like to reward our frequent shoppers with some music. Would that be about how it would work? Sure. Yeah. Many of our many of our retailers. Um, well, let's just let's just take an example. Let's go back to the Quaker example. The way that that worked was that every box said two free downloads inside, and so that was an incentive to come to a site where you could engage in a really fun experience. The one I described, where uh, you could get your own uh, playlist. Then there were special artist um, videos and things like that that were exclusive. This is a simpler product. So so it's a reward with two free downloads of music. This one is a simpler, faster product. You can still reward with two free downloads of music. Just go right into the site and choose from your 170,000 songs in by artists all over Latin America. And alternately, if you didn't want to do it as a download program, you could do it as a streaming program, and instead of offering two free downloads, you might offer three hours of free fiesta music, or free three hours of free calm and cool, or romantic music, or whatever your brand felt um, was reflective of the brand, motivational music. And so we have the streaming stations already put together. Or people could make their own and put their own brand messages between the songs. Um, they could also put their own, um, say, if the brand stood for athleticism, they could do tips for um, how to play soccer better or how to, you know, keep your knees safe when you run or how to keep yourself motivated. So there's um, the, the ability to either give free music for in re, in return for purchase or to own or to just listen to as a stream. And when you say to own Colleen, mean that means that this would be a file that they could play on their digital player. Right. You you can offer music say buy this beer and get two free downloads that can play on any on anything. It's an MP3 download, so it just can sit on your laptop or your iPod or wherever you want it. Uh, and you can do, you know, children's music for, for ice cream or for fast food restaurants, or you can do rock music, you can do more urban music. It's, it's all there, um, either just to be offered as a big catalog or to be curated into something that fits perfectly with your brand. In terms of the offerings, you mentioned 170,000 songs as well mm-hmm. as streaming capability. Would you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that catalog itself? What is on offer in terms of the, the type of uh, music? Well, you would find everything from very classical music and romances and that kind of thing all the way to the most fast, the most recently released music. So, You'll find um, Julio Iglesias and Betty Yankee and Mana and Shakira. So you'll find artists that are very um, South American, Latin American, um, Mexican, Caribbean, and you'll also find uh, crossover artists. 
um, that are releasing, and then we we update it every month with fresh new music. So we're always getting updates from the labels, uh, and um, the the tunes are not only just picture, not only just music, but you can actually see pictures of the artists and read a little bit about featured artists. Um, but you'll find that there's Norteño and salsa and boleros and rock and hip-hop and reggaeton, and there's just nothing you won't find there. It's all there for the Latin ear. When you say classical music, are you referring to classical choices among what many people would think of as Latino music, or are you referring to Mozart and Beethoven? No, no, not Mozart and Beethoven. More more uh, popular classical music, classic, popular classics. More like Ojos Verdes or something like that. Would there be rock music and oh, metal? Yeah. and definitely rock Western? and Latin rock, Latin jazz, merengue, Latin hip-hop, reggaeton, you know. It's, it's a really fully comprehensive music collection. But now I'm and hearing... And then what you do is, if you're a brand, what you do is you just... Then you create your own interface with your own brand guidelines and your own, you, you have a rotating banner where you can put brand messages or feature the artists that you want to feature. Um, and um, you, you just make it your own. So then it's, it becomes, let's say, the, the Goya Music Store, for instance. And our, our name disappears, our pictures disappear, but the music's all there and Goya is now offering it or Coca-Cola is offering it. When you say rock, you're referring to Latino rock versus See? classic mm-hmm. rock. Yes, yes, yes. And when you say jazz, and you're there's referring- a lot. I mean, you know, there's great rock. Like I would say, Mana is probably the most famous rock uh, band in the Latino world. Though I'm not the music expert in my company, so I, I don't pretend to know all that stuff. But everybody knows Mana, I guess. <clears throat> but anyway, there's an interesting trend going on. In um, in the Latino marketing world, for instance, Billboard has had its very first ever marketing awards this year for Latin music. So if you want to look into it, the Billboard Latin Music Conference 2011 gave uh, marketing awards to some major companies. The big winner was uh, Wrigley with Vive Tu Musica um, and... Um, but there were other big companies in there. It was Dr. Pepper competed, State Farm and Verizon. Um, and then there was another big winner, which was uh, McDonald's. Um, they had been entered by Alma DDB. And that shows us an interesting trend that McDonald's used TV spots featuring lots of different Latino music bands. Um, so... These bands were emerging artists, and I think that's a big trend in the music world now is that you don't have to always have top names because a lot of customers like music discovery. A lot of teens, particularly in young 20s, really like to discover music, and they'd like it. Um, they, they don't mind to have marketers being the ones to expose them to music through commercials or through their websites and that kind of thing. Um, the whole world of music has changed from the idea 20 years ago of that if you worked with a commercial brand, you were a sellout. Now that is gone. The bands are embracing brands 
brands are embracing bands and consumers, especially the young ones, which is very important in the Latino world, um, are are happy to get ideas about music from brands, um, especially about these emerging artists. That so. I don't know if you know what Vive Tu Musica is, but in that one it is a battle of the bands, uh, and they're all emerging, even more undiscovered bands, um, and Wrigley is allowing them to compete to uh, actually be on a reality TV show. So there's some very, this is the first time that Latin music has had its own marketing awards. Um, so you can see that the trend is just bubbling. Um, and there's, it's, it's completely un, untapped all the many ways you can use, use music to help market products. It's so powerful in this market, in, in the, in the Latino Hispanic market, um, that it, it, the surface has barely been scratched. That's why we're just trying to make it easy for people can try something, you know, so they could just, um, experiment. It's, you it, know, inexpensive and simple and already curated way and then they'll see how their consumers respond and then they can start doing much more sophisticated things because in the music world in general what's happening is that um, people are getting much more creative about how music and bands interact because as the label system is starting to to deteriorate and decline um, they have to get more creative so Instead of just sponsoring a tour or just putting a song in a TV commercial, now you can do so much more. You can have an artist record a song for you. You can get duets. You can have remixes. You can do karaoke. You can take that concert. We can take that concert. All that stuff is stuff we do. We could take that concert and make it um, a live stream for your site, only available to people who have codes from your product. Um, you can, of course, do backstage passes and special seating, and those are kind of traditional things you can do. Um, but, but the music world has become much more easy to work with as they need to embrace brands to help them get their names and reputations out into the world. Um, after digital music came, people could buy one song instead of buy a whole album. So you can imagine how much that cut into the label's uh, profitability and consequently they everybody needs to find new avenues uh on the music side to to get their music out and the brands have found that musicians are not suddenly much easier to work with um and the only thing is the is that the world of music is complicated world with publishers and managers and labels and that is one of the things that we help navigate we help brands, find the right music, find the right artists, find the right festivals, find the right music properties uh, on television, and do the navigation and all the complexity of, uh, you know, negotiations, and keep it within the digital music compliance, uh, DMCA compliance standards, and all that kind of stuff. That's what we take off the table so brands don't have to worry about it, just so they can use music to engage their consumers and help sell more product. Based on the description of the music that you shared and a little bit of the demographic profile, it sounds like you're targeting a youth audience that's either Spanish dominant or bicultural. Is that about right? Uh, 
it's such a huge catalog that I, I suspect that people will use it most for youth uh, audiences. I suspect that they will use it for young and, and young adult audiences. But there's really music for, for everyone. It's, it's a huge catalog. So people can find what they need no matter what. But the ones, of course, that I use as, as examples are ones that are trending. You know, right now, 2011, Mana has a new album out. Juanes has just walked away with every kind of award at the Latin Grammys. Um, and so, of course, you have to have them. And what's so interesting is that, let's just use Juanes, for example. You can offer the music the way we have it right now in a catalog, or you can go much further. You can create special uh, relationships with these um, musicians. And if you wanted to do crossover, you could imagine Juanes could do a duet with some of the people he's already done. He's done duets with Black Eyed Peas, Herbie Hancock, Colby Calais, who's in Chicago this week, by the way, Nelly Furtado, John Legend, and even Tony Bennett. So you you hear Juanes and you think, okay, maybe young, but then you find out that he did a duet with Tony Bennett. So there's a lot of of, of mixing of generations right now in music. One of the reasons for that is that older generation passes down their phones and their iPods to the kids and they get cool new technology, but the kids get to listen to their music and they listen to the kids' music. So this is happening all over the marketplace, not just in the Latino side, that people are beginning to embrace each other's music. Tweens are very, very strong voice in music um, because there's so many of them and they, they love to share everything. Um, and and you'll find that that Younger people are hearing their uncle's music and their parents' music and, and building their own kind of tastes that are interesting mixes of old and new. In terms of the marketing company that would come to you to purchase the music mm-hmm. to then in turn offer to their customers, what is the range of offerings that's available to them? How big a purchase do they need to make? How, how would that work? Um, so we've had many different clients, as you can imagine, Schick and uh, some big beer companies, and uh, I mentioned Quaker, and we've worked with uh, Gogurt and all kinds of companies, but we've also worked with smaller ones. In, in, in our case, we have this technology that can scale globally to 190 countries and do, does or can work very, very small and individualistic. So um, the range of offerings goes from this catalog, which you could just get up and running for <clears throat> about $10,000 plus the cost of the music and a little bit of a service fee uh, for the month that, that it runs, <clears throat> um, to a, a major music platform that could be, you know, well, certainly we've done million-dollar programs and above when somebody has 20 million packages of a product and wants to give a really rich reward. So it's, it's, it's small to huge. And what we really like and want companies to think about is really creating a musical voice for their company that because there's no consumer that doesn't love music. There, 85% of people say that music is the medium they could least live without. And 66% of people say that they would choose music over television or a phone if they were stranded on a desert island. So music is so deep for the whole human race that we recommend that people 
take experiment a little bit, experiment with the idea of going into music as a way to stay connected with consumers. We think that soon, because of all the changes in the music industry, there will be um, a trend of agencies, of brands having music agencies of record because they need to navigate this important world. Colleen, would you go into a little bit in more depth on those statistics you shared? Is that a general market statistic or general market yeah, statistics? The, the last two were general market statistics, um, but they, they include Latinos. I mean, Latinos are becoming more and more and more of the general market as they grow so fast as part of the population. They've grown from 5% to 16% of the population in the last couple decades, and obviously it's a very musically tuned-in group of people. Also, by the way, Hispanics are very open and eager to try new technology, and they lead the way with mobile adoption. So that's another way that you, you know, that's another access point for music. So... uh, and now that music is mostly d- delivered digitally, it's they are very equipped to get it that way. Also, I, you know, another thing that might be interesting to you, I, maybe you know this, but the the audience for the Latin Grammys in two, in 2010 was huge, record breaking um, surprise to a lot of people where Univision took the number three position beating out NBC and Fox. They were against 30 Rock, for instance, but the love of music in the Latino community, probably that's the most interesting way to demonstrate it, is that suddenly Univision was the number one broadcast network among all people 12 to 34 and adults 18 to 34, which is the juiciest target in marketing. Everybody wants those adults 18 to 34. So Univision with the Latin Grammys, just a music program, just jumped ahead of major networks. So I think that that's probably the best demonstration of the power of music in the Latino community. Would you give us some further examples of how Latino music is being used in marketing, promotions, and advertising. Okay. You, you talked about mobile technology and the youth demographic. Would you share some more examples? Well, your own blog has something pretty interesting about Santana, right? Santana is tying in with a tequila company. And one thing that was lovely about that was that they talked about the fact that they were going to sit down and figure it out together. And that's a very good way to do it because musicians are extremely creative individuals and you don't always have to bring something tied up in a bow. Sometimes you can create the relationship as uh, Fontana did with Casa Noble, I think, and um, and you can sort of shape out a, pro- a, um, a program and then have the musician actually work with you to help figure it out. Um, but I'll say that one of the things is that it's still in early phases. A lot of people, like Dr. Pepper, State Farm, and Verizon, um, they're sponsoring tours, uh, and that's and that's a very traditional way to do it. If I were a brand marketer today, I would be thinking about tying in with emerging artists, about 
making music interactive with the consumer where they can either help choose the playlist or help remix the music, um, make it very viral, take the uh, audience that the, uh, that the musician already has built up through fan bases and Facebook pages and Twitter and use the connection that the artist has with his, with his fan base to expand the fan base of the brand. Um, I would never just do a concert that's just a concert one and done because that's very limited in time and space. I would prefer always to record the concert, to record backstage, to have special, you know, interviews that no one else can see except the the people who have the code from the brand. Uh, I would probably want to increase its its reach geographically by posting it online um, and then get exclusive content because uh, exclusive content makes makes consumers feel special. They feel privileged. Um, and definitely offer music to to share with your friends, uh, you know, allowing them to Facebook it. Uh, I like a li- I like a lot the idea of karaoke, of taking the artist's music and then letting the consumers record it and challenge each other and share their uh, recordings of it. It's it's just all the barriers are beginning to break down and the creativity that can be worked with that can help brands get up displays, especially get up displays because the the stores really love having um, pictures of famous or even semi-famous people. It's more interesting than a razor to see a famous person. Um, they so they get up the displays. They they give uh, new news to talk about. They tie into seasons like you can have Christmas music and driving music and back-to-school music to keep you, you know, motivated. You can uh, have summer beach fun music. You can now create environments, music environments around a specific store and have all the music that could be downloaded into that or streamed into somebody's phone or iPod be uploaded by consumers and downloaded by consumers so that the consumers can create the musical environment around that. That's pretty techy, but all of this is possible. Uh, so there's, there's really n- no limit to how you can employ music to help give rewards to consumers and rewards to, to um, dealers and rewards to brokers and rewards to, to retailers and all that kind of thing. And, there's, and then there's all those wonderful things that make people feel like they have something that nobody else can get, like signed guitars and, you know, the chair that somebody sat in at the concert. And there's, so there's fun prizing options. But I, I want to, I get myself very enthusiastic, as you can see. I'm sorry that I keep going off and telling you everything. Uh, but right now, today, in uh, August 2011, I just want to say that I would like people to take the first step, just the first step, and try music as music rewards for Latinos. We already know that the Latin Grammys are off the charts, and you can easily, easily put your toe in the water just by offering codes for downloads and streams for 170,000 songs um, that are pre-selected 
full of cool stuff and classic stuff um, that can give you something to automatically reward your consumer and make you look like you understand the music of all these countries uh, and are bringing it to them because your name is on the front of the store, your products are on the rotating banners, and you're offering the opportunity to engage with a wonderful array of music. Is this system compatible with, say, for example, social media, which is, of course, oh, yeah. very popular with the youth demographic? Yes, it's a it's a very robust technology that's being used with all kinds of every kind of medium. Um, it's it's um, and it makes sure that the licenses are taken care of, that the compliance with the you know DMCA compliance is taken care of, that the updates are put in, and it's and it's it's very nimble, very easy to work with. In this case, though, all a consumer has to do is open their laptop and uh, go into the your store with your name on it could be your Elena store and uh, and start enter their code and start downloading music. What does Rimba Latino stand for? So Rimba is the name of our huge technology that houses these millions and millions of songs and also delivers them out. So we have uh, introduced two months ago. Uh, in summer 2011, we introduced Rimba Kid and Rimba Tween. This is our third introduction, Rimba Latino. Uh, so the name of our technology is Rimba. And then the, na- the second word is always the name of the target audience that we're looking at. We introduced Rimba Kid and Rimba Tween because so many marketers were, who wanted to talk to that audience or to moms needed music that had been rubbed, scoured, listened to so that everything was 100%, you know, clean for children. And so not all brands need that. Of course, if you're, if you're a yogurt for children, that's one thing. And if you're a beer, then you don't need that. Um, so that was our first introduction. Uh, and then now we're going to come out with Rimba Urban soon. So there's going to be yet another one and probably some more to come. Colleen, you've heard, of course, of these very large systems like iTunes and Zunes and mm-hmm. Google and, and now most recently yep. Spotify, which has uh, almost a million and a half subscribers in mm-hmm. less than two weeks. What yeah. is the relationship, do you think, between these existing systems and what you're offering? Well, there, everything that we have goes into I can work with your iTunes account. The thing that we do is keep people within the brand's own environment instead of sending them off to iTunes to get the music because you can also reward people with iTunes music, but then they're not in your brand environment experiencing your um, special content or, you know, being engaged with your products and that kind of thing. So ours is specifically designed for the needs of brands and marketers, not uh, it's not a consumer-facing product that sells ads. It's made to look like the brand is offering it, and the brand is offering it, for that matter. Um, so, But it's, everything's completely compatible one to the other. Where do you think this is going, not just in terms of Latino consumers, but obviously you are looking at the overall market as a company. Mm-hmm. 
where do you see this going, say, in the next two years? What I think is that marketers are going to have a much richer and fuller relationship with music because they need it and the and the music world needs it too. So they'll have many they'll have multi-layered programs that might include uh, television shows, reality TV, festivals, um, touring shows, um, special retail appearances by artists, um, exclusive content, special video content. They'll be rewarding consumers not just with downloads but with with all kinds of video and and experiences. And then the last thing I think is that we're going to see the gamification of music, that more and more the music experience won't be just a simple listening experience, but it will have some kind of engagement. And it's already happening with karaoke and that kind of thing in some of our programs. But I think that will get more deeply leveraged where people will get, you know, there'll be trivia games and uh ways of rewarding people for following a band and going to their concerts and downloading their tunes and then competing. And I think that some will see game elements emerging in the music world. But the what will not change is that music will be a fantastic reward for consumers because they just love it so much. Do you see the next step is, as a video, addition of video, beyond just the music? Do you think because videos are so popular mm-hmm. that's going to happen? Yes. Yes. One of the things that you, yes, videos and and movies too, as, as the, you know, streaming gets faster and faster and faster and the user experience is there, uh, definitely there'll be a lot of music videos that will emerge and they will be sponsored by brands because it's just not possible for the labels to do as many music videos as they used to uh, witness why MTV now is more of a reality channel than a music video channel because they can't get free videos from labels all the time anymore. Uh, but you're already seeing a lot of product placement in music videos. Um, the, you know, Smirnoff and Lady Gaga, for instance, what was it, State Farm and OK Go. You, and, they're, and they're doing it subtly. They're doing it cleverly. Uh, but there's definite, you know, brand presence in music videos. We did one for, uh, we sourced the talent for Huggy's little song called The Potty Dance, which was supposed to help you train your children to uh, do potty training. And um, in that case, the uh, we got somebody from who's a well-known children's star called Ralph Covert from Ralph's World. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely going to be a move toward music videos where it's going to sort of blur what's an ad and what's entertainment. What about product placement? We're seeing this and that just yeah. what you said made me think yes, of that. Yes, I think the product placement, yes, it's pretty much what I was talking about is that you'll see subtle product placement in music videos now that uh, that didn't used to exist. It used to just be the labels paying for the videos, but now people are turning to brands to help produce the really cool music videos. And even maybe the emerging artists, could you could do an entire collection of 
of emerging artists with all product placement inside the music videos. And you'll also see, you know, digital TV where the uh, brands can create maybe taking the a battle of the bands or whatever they've done promotionally with a brand. Can, they can create their own reality TV shows, which again offers the, or, or digital TV shows, which again offers the opportunity for product placement. What three tips, suggestions, would you share with our listeners, Colleen, that they can take back to their projects and their efforts to reach out to this young bicultural or Spanish-dominant demographic and rely on music as a way to reach them and brand, strengthen their brand? What three tips would you share with them? I would say don't be afraid to work with emerging talent because your consumers seem to appreciate the opportunity to discover talent. Um, I'd say don't just put your name, splash your name on a tour. Find how you can best leverage the actual content of the tour, the artists in the tour, the music in the tour, um, and do a fully fleshed out plan where you can reward your customers and engage your customers, not just put your sign up. And third, I would say just take a first step. Just try it. There's something extremely powerful, especially using people's faces and their music together. The, the faces of people will get you the POP. The music will get you the... Um, the reward for your consumers, and it will stay with them. They will keep it, and they will know where they got it. So music really does help you increase sales, both at the retail level and um, at the consumer level. So uh, I'd say give it a try. Give it a try. And if you need some help, come to Verve Life. Thank you, Colleen, for joining us from Michigan Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Colleen Fahey, who is Chief Strategy Officer of Verve Life, who discussed the new Rimba Latino promotional music store. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com.